Now, InfoTrack continues. Once again, here's Chris Whitting. Parents, if you ever wish your kids could be kinder and more cooperative, a psychologist and educator has advice you can use. Here with more, InfoTrack's Roy Mackey. Roy? Thank you, Chris. Our guest is Dr. Thomas Lacona. He's a developmental psychologist who focuses on helping parents and schools develop good character in children. He was a professor of childhood education at the State University of New York for 40 years, and he's written a book called How to Raise Kind Kids and Get Respect, Gratitude, and a Happier Family in the Bargain. The first chapter of your book is entitled Why Kindness Matters. In this world of nice guys finish last, tell us why kindness is so important to instill in kids well first of all it's the way we make other people happy kindness is basically caring about others contributing to their happiness doing good for them and when we do that we also reap the rewards for ourselves we feel glad that we've been able to make a positive difference we're wired really to feel good about contributing to other people's happiness and all kids need is one experience of that and they can get a very strong sense of those internal, intrinsic rewards that come from doing good for others, helping around the house, being somebody who contributes to the community. Here's a fascinating experiment was carried out with junior high school students in tough New York City neighborhoods. They had to write in their journals some act of kindness they did each day, an act of their own choosing, and they did that for seven whole weeks. For example, some things kids wrote, I did the dishes for my brother, it was his turn. I gave an old lady my seat in the bus. I helped a friend study for a test. I shoveled the snow over my neighbor's sidewalk. I picked up litter in the schoolyard. At the end of the experiment, seven weeks later, the researchers asked students to write a short reflection on how the experience had affected them as a person. And more than two-thirds said things that pertain to their sense of identity, their sense of who they were. One boy, for example, wrote, I know I'm a good person because I do good things. So the experience of doing good helped kids to feel positive about themselves. That increased the likelihood that they would continue that kind of behavior. So virtue is really habit formation. It's about repeatedly doing the right thing until it becomes part of who we are. And in today's society, you believe that it's harder than ever to raise kind kids. Well, the culture has changed in a number of ways. First of all, we're raising kids in a culture where the political conversation is toxic. They're seeing lots of bad examples at all levels of government, the language that people use, the incivility that they demonstrate, that lowers the bar for everybody. And we need to talk about that with our children. Secondly, we're living in a culture where many kids are growing up with a sense of entitlement. They're getting a free ride in the family. The parents are so concerned about the grades they get and the college they'll get into that they're not really expecting kids to contribute in family life to pull their weight. And that's a recipe for raising entitled children who, like one 15-year-old boy, asked to mow the lawn and said, why should I mow the lawn? It's not my lawn. <laughs> had no sense of all the ways he had benefited from being in a family and wasn't disposed to give back. So from a very early age, even at the preschool level, we can have kids doing simple chores where they experience themselves as being helpful, as giving back to the family. And you're not in favor of paying kids to do those chores, right? Not unless it's some huge project like painting the barn or <laughs> uh, or repairing the garage over the summer, you know, a job that they might get hired for and make money for their savings account over the summer. But if it's regular, everyday 
household stuff that keeps the family running, doing the dishes, vacuuming, picking up, and so on. That's their way of paying back and giving to the family that gives to them. It's something they should do because they are a family member, and it's a responsibility that goes with the territory. How do you suggest that parents deal with technology, the constant presence of smartphones, and you know the nasty tone of what we see online certainly does take its toll, doesn't it? It does, and we need to have lots of conversation about that technology and any technology. How do we want to use it in a way that is good for us as individuals and good for us as a family? There has to be a standard that you use to evaluate the use of media in the home. Is it contributing to our values or is it somehow undermining them? Is it making for stronger relationships or somehow weaker ones? The conversations, the face-to-face interactions we have with our kids are the most important vehicle for the transmission of good values. And if everybody's staring at their screens, those conversations are shut down. So strict regulations, really, on how much TV, how much screen use, where you use it, when you use it, what you use it for, so that you're bringing a critical mindset and asking what really fits our values as a family and what policies do we want. And then talking about particular shows or programs that you think send a toxic message and why you object to what he said to her and she said to him and why those aren't the things that you believe in. And when your kids have a video game, understanding what it is, doing it with them, watching what they watch so that you can process that and regulate it. Parents need to be on the inside of our children's use of media so we can exert appropriate guidance and control. But in this area, I think it's really important to try to make a sharp break with the culture because if you just make a sort of small step away from what everybody else is doing, you won't really see the difference. Some families have tried an electronic fast where you don't do any screens, not TV, not phones, for, let's say, three or four-week period, and then you observe the difference in family life. You observe the difference in your child's mood, how well they sleep. Children sleeping is often disturbed by going to bed with a phone and falling asleep with it. Too much phone use is simply not good for the brain. Kids are irritable and cranky. So stepping back and asking, is this technology running our lives or are we in control of it? And then forming some policies at different ages. Our guest on InfoTrack is Dr. Thomas Lacona. He's a developmental psychologist and the author of How to Raise Kind Kids and Get Respect, Gratitude, and a Healthier Family in the Bargain. You also recommend family meetings. Now, that's more than just conversation around the table during dinner, right? Yeah, that's sitting down. Sorry, I was something positive, like what has somebody in the family done this week that you appreciated so you get a flow of good feelings going? And then, okay, what kind of a week was it? Where do we hit some bumps in the road? And maybe there were bedtime hassles or problems getting off to school or arguments about screens or kids not doing their chores or whatever. And you can say, let's talk about that. Let's see how we can have a better week. And you go around the table. Everybody gets to speak their piece, say how they feel. You can write down what people say if you want to make sure you can bounce it back accurately. But kids need to feel heard and understood. And the purpose isn't blaming anybody. The purpose is cooperative problem solving, making things better. And then at the end, you put your ideas together. You write up an agreement, put it on the fridge, and say, when can we follow up on this? Maybe two days to sit down and say, how's our meeting? How's our new plan working? How's bedtime been? How's it been getting off to school? Are we having more success in chores being done without a lot of nagging? So the family meeting is in a way that makes sure that the mission statement doesn't become just words on a wall. It's a way of holding everybody accountable. It provides the follow-through that's really essential. Dr. Thomas Lacona, the author of How to Raise Kind Kids and Get Respect, Gratitude, and a Healthier Family in the Bargain. Dr. Lacona, do you have a website? 
Yes, my author website is thomaslacona.com. That's L-I-C-K-O-N-A, thomaslacona.com. Well, thank you again for joining us today. My pleasure. Thank you for your guidance. For InfoTrack, I'm Roy Mackey. You're listening to InfoTrack, a production of Syndication Networks of Chicago.